Antonia Dominguez and I'm Linda Coogan and you're listening to Wine, the long and the short of it in proud partnership with Give Wine a Future. So in this episode, we're going to talk about food and wine pairings. This is something, Linda, that we get asked about all of the time. Um, well, will I kick off? Yes, please. OK, I'm sure you have lots to say about this as well. So I'm going to try and keep it really, really simple. Um, and we're going to talk about just today, I suppose, the basics of food and wine pairing for your everyday meals and not so much if you're going to, you know, a fancy restaurant or a rent like that, because we are going to get into, you know, restaurant etiquette and ordering from a wine list and all of that again. So um, this is just your everyday meals that you would eat, although my everyday meals would be quite different to what Antonia's everyday meals are. But <laughs> so, um, yeah, Why so you say that? I think what? Why would you say that, Linda? <laughs> Manchego non cheddar. I still, um, I'm still fascinated by your fascination over me having Manchego cheese. As I said before, they sell it in Aldi. They sell it in Little. This is not an exotic food item. I know. I know. <laughs> so it used to be really, really simple. You used to pair white wine with your white meat and your fish, and red wine with your red meat. Simple. Not so much anymore. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it is it's a little I mean, bit more complicated now. It is more complicated. I think, though, the perception is still that. Uh, although I have to say, like, the perception to an extent is white with your fish and red with your with your meats. But there's a lot of people who stick to what they like, you know, no matter what they're eating. So you know, we we all know those people who they like their Pinot Grigio, they like their white wines. Maybe they don't. They're not into red wines. They're having that white wine no matter what they're eating. And that's absolutely fine. Exactly. 100%. This is more so if if you want to try and enhance your whole dining experience at home. And you mightn't do this on a Monday, Tuesday, but you might kind of treat yourself and and splash out a bit more on a more um, a bottle that's going to pair with whatever you're cooking that weekend. Maybe like, I mean, who has time to be cooking something fancy during the week? You might just have your stews and that. But at the weekend, you know, you have a bit more time and uh, you can kind of spend a bit more time prepping food. I know lots of people do that and it's kind of more of an occasion then. And then they'll go out and treat themselves to a little bit more of a a wine that will pair better with their with their food. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong if you prefer a lighter style wine and you're going to have that all the time, by all means, work away. But I suppose let's delve into, I suppose, the basics of food and wine pairing and why you might try to try different styles of wine with different types of food. So we'll break it down, I suppose, into uh, a few things. Like, I mean, my go-to every day of the week dinners that I would cook would be a spaghetti bolognese or a lasagna, a beef burger um, or a chicken burger, which are homemade wedges and stuff like that. But again, we'd put different spices like Cajun or garlic and, and granules and things like that or pesto burgers. So there's so many different things, um, not just the protein, the spices and the flavors that you're adding to the dish. And whether they're going to be, you know, grilled, poached, steamed or barbecued will impact how the the food is going to taste. The protein is going to change. What have you got to say about that, Antonia? No, I totally agree. I think we're too hung up on 
you know, what the protein is rather than what's accompanying it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know in the extreme, we have seen, you know, dishes such as like a piece of cod or halibut that's served with a red wine sauce. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen this. Um, when I was in Italy earlier this year, um, it was in Verona, um, Valpolicella country that we had a, an Amaroni risotto. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so like it stands to reason you're not going to have no, I'm not saying you're not going to have, but it stands to reason. So, we should like generally speaking, what it, we're talking about. Generally is, uh, speaking, I I don't like to make these big statements because I I don't want yeah. anyone to think that we're being you know um very preachy about this, mm. but it's more difficult to pair um those big richer sauces with a white wine, a delicate white wine, as you just said. Um, yeah, you've got to think about the nuances of the dish and see, you know, what's the best wine to complement that. And I think it's really worth, um, you know, the consumer making that effort to try and pay attention to what might enhance their food experience. Um, and obviously, as you said, there's some classics and, and definitely if it's it grows together, it goes together is, is, is the big one for me because, you know, every tradition, every region has a tradition of, you know, food and wine and knowing what pairs well and, and have yeah. developed their, you know, their winemaking and, you know, their, their food and wine pairing to, you know, in, in line with that. So yeah, they, they complement each other beautifully, you know, because it's, it's what's been tradition for a long, long time. And I suppose there is that you can complement it or you can absolutely go the opposite and contrast it. And sometimes the contrasts work. Other times they're just eh, eh, hmm. like a big tannic red and a, and a piece of white fish. Yucky. Try it if you haven't, <laughs> but hmm. we didn't tell you to, <laughs> we didn't tell you to, and that you'd enjoy it. Um, I just think no, people we'll are missing out. About, huh? Sorry, I just think people are missing out if they don't kind of play around with these combinations and 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 because it's it's isn't it just amazing when you just land on that perfect dish with that perfect wine and it just all comes together beautifully. You know, it just enhances the whole yeah. experience. Well, that's what food and wine is to me like a sensual experience. I mean, not every single day, okay, you're you're just getting on with your dinner and you're, you're cooking it for the family or whatever. But when you can stop and go, oh, this is going to be amazing. You were, you were talking about what you normally cook at home. And mm. I was just going to add that, yeah, definitely in my home, it's very Mediterranean. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I'm probably not as traditional as some people. So every day of the week, I try and mix up the cuisine, whether that's going from... Greek to Italian to Indian and then, you know, throw in the old roast as well and, you know, the old you know, stews and things like that. But and Spanish obviously features a lot. So I would definitely be very conscious of pairing the wine from the same region, you know, and yeah. um, there's a dish I like to make, which is kind of lamb chops or lamb gigos and it's slow cooked and with, with you know, roasted little roasted potatoes and feta cheese and tomatoes and kalamata olives and garlic and lemon and yes. oregano, you know, transports you to Greece. Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking for, you know, Greek wine straight away, you know, um, and same, you know, Italy, I had a lovely dish in, in Pisa, which was just so simple. It was like a crispy pizza. sea bass. Pizza? Yeah, pizza. No, yeah. pizza. Yeah, pizza and pizza. pizza. No, I didn't have pizza. I had <laughs> crispy sea bass that was, again, like it was almost, um, you know, uh, oven roasted. And it was on, again, lovely little potatoes and garlic and 
tomatoes and, you know, like just and so like Italy, it is high acidity and going to your acidity. Um, so, you know, there are primary taste interactions. And so the, the primary um, tastes that we get in, in, in food are sweetness, umami, bitterness, acidity and that saltiness. Am I missing one? No. I was going to say salt, you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, like, just to give an example as to why certain foods work with certain wines, sweetness in food increases the sense of bitterness and acidity and astringency in a wine, which is why it makes it so difficult to pair sweet food with a, a dry wine, which is, I mean, I'm always arguing with the people who say chocolate, and red wine, unless it's like a, a seriously bitter chocolate, like a eighty percent. Okay, okay. I, okay. I know you can have an argument about that, but lots of people just want their their glass of wine, their bottle of wine, their popcorn, their Netflix, and chocolate. So you know, know. they've got their their minstrels, their Maltesers, whatever it may be, chocolate orange, and they enjoy chocolate and wine, and they just do that and and leave them alone because they are just <laughs> having a great time. I'm not coming after them. <laughs> leave them alone. <laughs> you just said you argue with people. So <laughs> no, I I I argue the fact that people, some people, I'm talking about from the wine profession. Even I've heard a lot, lots of people saying, "Oh yeah, you know, wine and chocolate, red wine and chocolate," and I would argue that based on the fact that unless it's a very, very bitter chocolate, the sweetness in the chocolate is making your red wine seriously stringent. I mean, have you ever, like seriously, Linda, like person to person, have you had, you know, your bar of Cadbury's and, and a square of, you know, sweeter chocolate or milk chocolate and then a, 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 like a sip of red wine? Like it's, it's, it's like chewing on a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see your face. <laughs> It's not nice, no. But, uh, but uh, like, I just don't get that pairing. But as I said, look, the principle. Okay, so a perfect sweet. pairing for a chocolate dessert, a sweet chocolate fondant would be a Banyuls, maybe. A Banyuls, yeah. Um, a sweet, sweet, delicious. Is, is that Mavedra? No? Well, I served a Pedro Jimenez sherry, which is. Oh, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> what one episode can come through this podcast? No, like a porch, you know, Jerry. like, like, sorry, uh, like a good, really, a really good either, um, you know, late, late bottle vintage port or, you know, yeah, a good port, definitely in chocolate. Uh, Banyuls, as you say, in chocolate. Yeah, there's, there's loads of options, but I just wouldn't go to a dry, a dry red. No, but I mean, who's going to open up a bottle of port? Of a as as you said, of a Friday or Saturday night, you know, if you're in a restaurant and they're serving you a chocolate dessert, then by all means you'll have usually have an option on a a nice little glass of port, and I think it's worth doing that if you're looking for the ultimate pairing. Ultimate pairing, I love that. Okay, okay. Can I just say, like again, tangents? Yeah, we do, but that's okay because somebody said recently to me one of or a few of our listeners, you know, when you say, oh, we're going on a tangent, we better rein it in. They're saying, no, 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 <laughs> keep it going. We like to follow wherever it goes. So, you know, follow our minds. Oh, good God. God love you. <laughs> trying to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and like the other example is umami and people are like, what, what's umami? So I think it's, it's worth shedding a little bit of light on the umami thing. Mm-hmm. So umami, it's one of those almost elusive, you know, tastes um, that you can't put your finger on it. It's I think it sounds like the taste. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like that. Um, do you know what I mean, though? Yes, I do. Like, it sounds like something I don't know what it is, but try and explain it for us, Antonia. Well, it's it's definitely like a savoury taste and it's a savoury taste that you might get in things like, well, in, in asparagus, kind of like an earthy savoury right. or cured uh, or smoked seafood, um, tomatoes. So uh, and sometimes like oysters and things like that. It's quite difficult. Um, and then I'm oh, sorry. And earthy, earthy and savoury is where I will go with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it it can be quite tricky to pair with wine wise, but then again, this goes back to um, like what's it accompanying? So acidity, like a squeeze of lemon juice on some asparagus, yeah, will change it completely. Change it because then you can bring in a wine with high acidity. But umami, the effect umami has on its own is to again, like sweetness, it's to increase the bitterness and the acidity and the astringency in the wine. Um, and so you need you need a wine that can stand up to it. Um, but but uh, if you have squeeze uh, uh, like some lemon juice onto that asparagus, you're you're matching. You know, you're not you're not enhancing as much that astringency and that acidity yeah. in the wine. So that's why um, yeah, raw mushrooms, mushrooms in general, umami. Uh, so for me, and this is again going to be a shocker, the ultimate wine pairing for umami. Guess what? What it is? No way. Would it be um, a sherry? Which one, Linda? Um, ooh, would it be Manzanilla? No, no. I was, I was going to say Amontillado. Amontillado, okay. Yeah, because it has okay. that savour, savouriness. It has that saltiness. It has that nuttiness. Okay, the nuttiness. Complexity. It's got true. weight. Okay, yeah. You know, yes. things yeah. like that. Yeah, a bit more texture to it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, that's exactly what I have here. Like, think about the acidity. Um. In, in food and then you need to pair it with a, a high acidic wine. So if you don't have a highly acidic wine with something that has a squeeze of lemon or a vinaigrette or anything like that, it's just not going to taste like anything. You're only going to get the strong flavours of the, of the food. Um, the other one is, you know, matching the intensity of flavour with the intensity of um, character of the wine. So again, your mushrooms. I did it. I made a. Um, I was at the Dingle Cookery School there in a guess where Dingle, and <laughs> I Lab. made a mushroom ragu, and mm. it was like the mushrooms were absolutely blitzed. So it could have been anything because the texture of them was so so small. And my my whole family don't like mushroom. I love mushroom, um, but with the with the tomatoes and garlic and the red wine stock and all of that, it just like the texture of the mushroom was gone. But it had this lovely kind of savoury flavour, but then all the other, you know, the tomato, the garlic and all of that came through then as well. So we would pair that could have gone with so many different types of wine because the the protein, the, the, the mushroom part wasn't that significant. So, mm-hmm. again, intensity of flavour, the flavour can be changed by so many different things like a tin of tomatoes, a beef stock cube. Anything can change the flavour. Um, where am I going with this? I'm not sure. Yeah, we're going. We're we're enjoying the the journey. <laughs> oh, yeah, I meant to say at the beginning, uh, like disclaimer. If loads of people say that they they listen to this when they're walking or driving, so if you are grand, but you know, make sure you go home and have something to eat because you'd be starving, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I'm starving now, actually. Well, we you would you, you would with food. where I was about to go, which is okay. Give me some examples as to your 
your sort of favorite food and wine combos? Um, oysters, darling, and, and champagne, darling, no. Darling, darling. Um, now, that, no, but that's a, that's a good one because like oysters, I, I mentioned umami. And, you know, there's also the classic oysters and Guinness. I know we're not talking mm-hmm. wine. And I think that that's an example of, you know, that how earthy Guinness can be. Um, that savoury element to Guinness. And that's why I think it works so well with with the oysters. But then obviously I love beautifully crisp champagne or I was just in Hoth just now having um, a gorgeous Cremant de Loire and it's that lovely minerality and, you know, crisp, refreshing acidity and cuts through. And also, but again, oysters, right? Are you having them natural? Are you having them with Tabasco? Are you having them with, you know, some sort of a citrusy vinaigrette? Honestly, I can't stand oysters. <laughs> okay. I nearly gag. That was a joke. I don't eat oysters at all. I nearly gag every time I have them. They're just not for me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I believe like somebody was telling me recently, who was I talking to? I can't remember. But they were like, bite down on it and then swallow it. I was like, oh, still can't. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, it is. No, it is it something. Yeah, it's definitely um, an acquired I I eat almost anything, but oysters. I just yeah. I just can't. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so some of your classic combos then. Um, pepperoni pizza with primitivo. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to have a lot of Italian because you know there's lots of Italian in my blood, not because <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to make and quick. So where you get why. your dark looks from? <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm mysterious. Yeah, this is this is it. Um, so again, I we would have um, actually there's a lovely dish that my, my son cooks. He's brilliant at doing this. It's Dervilo Works uh, curry and it is a kind of fruity curry, but it's coconut based as in just coconut oil. And then you've got your onions, you've got apricots, uh, peppers, apples, loads of fruit and veg and then loads of cumin, turmeric, all these different spices, ginger and garlic. And it is delicious. but I've had that with chicken, I've had it with prawns and I've had it with beef. And I'd still, even if I was having it with beef, I'd still have um, an aromatic kind of white with it. Mm-hmm. So the last yeah. time I had it, I had Brodeco. Before that, I had a Viognier and um, a Gentile, uh, Hugo's Gentile blend, which is an Alsace. So I, again, you know, there's so many flavors, but they're they're light and fresh that that's what I enjoyed. Yeah, just touching on that, because it's one I'm always asked and you, and you as well, uh, spicy food, what to pair with. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm frequently in an Indian restaurant or something and mm-hmm. you see like people ordering a, like, a big, big red wine yeah. with their spicy food, yeah. which is a mystery to me. Although, I mean, you know, you, you would be forgiven for making the assumption that that's the right pairing or I mean, I don't mean the right pairing, but the ideal pairing. Mm-hmm. Um when, as you just said, a spice can really kill a red and, you're, you know, an aromatic white can really complement it very well. And even a little bit off dry, maybe going into a little bit. Yeah, like, like a lamb Rogan Josh or something like that, even though it's lamb, a red with that is just going to be the spiciness of a dish like that. And the tannin is just not going to work. I would usually go for an off dry Riesling or something aromatic or a beer. <laughs> yeah. Or a beer. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, Antonio, what are you some of your classic uh, pairings that you'd enjoy? Well, no, um, there's so many. Uh, 
this goes back to the travel thing, right? Mm-hmm. As in, I love travel and I've had so many amazing food and wine experiences. Um, so, so yeah, like I lived in Paris for a while. And when I think about the amazing, like, you know, you have your Boeuf Bourguignon, you have your Cocovan and all those traditional French dishes. And then like just things as simple as like a duck confit leg. God, everywhere I went, <laughs> the plat du jour would be like a duck, duck confit leg with your pommes frites or whatever. Um, and so like things like, you know, a moule frite with like a muscadet, you know, your mussels and chips and a lovely, you know. Fresh, nice, light, crisp. Yeah, yeah just beautiful yeah. With, with, with the cream sauce and your shallots and so on. A muscadet can have because it's usually aged. Well, it's, you know, musc- muscadet sur lis is aged on the lees. It has texture. So that little bit of weight can live up to the creaminess, but it's still got that lovely crisp acidity and to cut through, you know, your fatty chips and oh, just a match made in heaven. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, you see, once stop. we get started, like get I'm not going to stop. Now. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I spent a lot of time in, in China and okay, it's, that was a whole other food and wine experience because Chinese food is like in China is not, does not resemble Chinese food that we have here. Yeah, and it depends yeah. on the your, region. Not your munchie box, no. <laughs> Definitely not your chicken balls. You're three in one. <laughs> No, <laughs> but like if you were in Sichuan province, you were having a hot pot, seriously spicy and it's real aromatic. It's the Sichuan pepper. It's so aromatic. There's no way like that you could pair that. I mean, you could try and pair it with, say, as we talked about, an, an aromatic, maybe sweet or white, but very, very difficult. Um, You're almost better going, you know, a cold beer. But you'd yeah. be in Shanghai or you'd be in Peking in Beijing and you'd have your Peking duck. And when I'm here and I order like an aromatic duck with pancakes, like I, I still love going like for a nice kind of classic Rioja or, you know, something medium bodied, maybe even a Bordeaux or something like that, um, which is funny. But it's just the savoriness and the fact that I don't want a too robust a, a red, you know, because you have a lot of, you know, fresh flavors coming out of the Chinese food. Um lamb is it is 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 a meat I love and if I'm doing like um a roast a slow roasted lamb shoulder um or like you know lamb cutlets or something like that I tend to go into pinot noir territory. Um because okay. I find lamb yeah, I find lamb is so because delicate. Of the fattiness of lamb with the acidity in, in Pinot, is it? Yeah, but also because I think lamb has a like a sweetness to it and a sort of a delicacy to it. It's not a big, heavy, like robust, um, rich flavoured meat like beef is, you know, or venison or something. So I like to pair it with Pinot Noir or if I'm in Spain and I'm having um, Cordero, like lamb, you know, again, slow roasted. Um, I, I, I'd go for like a nice Rioja Crianza, something like that. Um, a spag ball, like you said, you know, I, I cook a lot of pasta. I'd, I'd normally have like an Italian. Nice yeah. Easy yeah. Okay. I might do like Chianti, something okay. from the region, by the way, Bologna, like I've, I've skirted around it. I've not been to Bologna. I feel like, you know, the home of spaghetti bolognese, it's supposed to be a food haven. I can't, like, I really have to go. Could you imagine the one experience? Yeah, but they used to have direct, yeah, but they used to have direct flights to Bologna and, and I was looking recently and I can't, I don't know if they've disappeared. Anyway, um, 
And then again, talking of Spain, like if you're in sort of like we were in Rueda recently, if you're in the Midlands, the, the typical dish is sort of cochinillo, which is like um, suckling pig. Um, and and I would have that. Um, you could go sort of a lighter red or a Rioja or you could go into a Rioja Blanco, like which is quite uh, white Riojas, which are undervalued, I think, here in Ireland. But they're so complex and they're textured and a lot of them have seen time and oak and lovely match or like a really textured Godello. I could go on all day, Linda, honest to God, with food and wine pairings and stuff I do at home. But I want to know, what is your ultimate food and wine pairing? Um, my ultimate one. OK, so my favourite thing to eat, which I don't have enough of, is um, duck comfy. I absolutely love, 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 love duck. Um, I love duck. I cooked that I two days it. ago. Did you? I did. And I did it with uh, like a, a red cabbage and I did nice. it crispy. Oh my God, I love red cabbage. Yeah. Wow. I love red cabbage. I was feeling the autumnal vibe. Yeah, and definitely. And it's definitely not, obviously, it's, it's a seasonal dish. Yeah. You get it now, you know, coming into the winter, the colder nights. That is my absolute favourite. But wine wise to pair with that, I have tried so many different things to see what I enjoy most. Um, and I'm still, so I've had a gorgeous Pinot Noir with it. And I really like that because of the kind of gaminess from from the, the duck and then the fattiness and, and crispy and all that works well. Um, and I've had a Bordeaux, which is just too heavy for me, even though like it's crispy. Um, and I've had a Languedoc blend, the GSM blend with um, Grenache Serum of Edra with the duck. And you know what? I suppose it depends on my mood, but my favourite meal to have and explore different types of wine is duck because it's so different because it can be, you know, in a duck salad. Um, it can be shredded duck with pancakes. Do you know what you can? I just love duck so much. Shame. What would you? Duck and lamb are my two favorite meats, no doubt. Are they? They're yeah. the same, 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 same. Yeah. So, Antonia, what is your ultimate food and wine pairing? Another shocker for you. Oh, for God's sake, if you say <laughs> sherry, I'm actually, you know. It is the ultimate food pairing. I'm sorry. It is a chilled manzanilla or fino with a plate of pescado frito, which is like a fried fish, which they do in the region um, very beautifully. So they get all these local fishes like um, acedias from the local bay. They're kind of like little baby souls. They get like calamari. They get your anchovies, your boccarones. They lightly flour them, crisp them up plate of fried fish, chilled manzanilla, job done. Beautiful. Match made in heaven. Perfect. That sounds amazing. Let's go to Jerez and enjoy that together. Um, Okay, so it is food and wine quiz time. Are you ready, Antonia? I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to do this in two ways. Mm -hmm. Are you excited? Ecstatic. (laughs) Ever see me ecstatic? Okay. Sorry. So I'm going to give you some food questions. Okay. That are like nothing really to do with wine. And then I'm going to give you some rapid fire around some uh, dishes that I want you to give just off the top of your head like that. Pressure. Recommendations. Okay. Okay. Let's You're ready? Yeah. Okay. What three main ingredients are added to mayonnaise to make a Waldorf salad? 
Now, this isn't fair. This isn't your specialty. It's not like a master in, in food. No, but, but let ahead. me give me give me let me give it a go. Um, walnuts. Yes. Um, the Waldorf gave that away a little bit, I think. No. <laughs> I was going to say anchovies, but that's Caesar. No. So um, it begins with a. One of them begins with a. The fruit. It comes in Granny Smith and different varietals. Apples. Yes, and? Oh, of course. Apples, walnuts and celery. Yes, well done. Yeah. Okay, so what are the two ingredients to make a hollandaise sauce? Hollandaise, oh, but, well, egg yolks and um, butter. Kerry gold only. Right, yeah, agree with um, that. Okay, so <laughs> what confectionery, confectionery product is traditionally bought as a Sorry, gift from a Sorry, can I just ask, where's holiday? the wine relevance here? It's nothing to do with wine. They're food questions because we're doing food and wine. I'm going to throw the f- rapid fire around at you. All it? right, go on. Go on. Jeez. Okay. Uh, what confectionery product is traditionally bought as a gift from a seaside holiday? Oh, your um, rock. Yeah. What's it called? A ro- just a stick the of rock. 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 Stick yeah. of rock. My dad said to somebody who was American who was over here and was going on a, a trip around the coast of Ireland and he said, oh, pick me up a, a bit of rock. <laughs> and he brought him home a rock. <laughs> no joke. No, you can't blame him. Yeah. Okay. Kobe meat originates in which country? Japan. Um, where would you find aki and saltfish? A C K E E. Oh, in Africa somewhere. Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in um, one of the MasterChef episodes. Yeah. There you go. Jamaica. I yeah. didn't know this. Which fruit is a cross between a blackberry and a raspberry? A blackberry and a raspberry, like a. Did I tell you? Mm. T A Y berry? Tayberry? Never heard of them. Yeah, either had I. I was going to say boysenberry or something, but okay. Yeah, but there you go. Um, My turn to ask you. Okay. Although, you I wrote the protease. It just takes the, just takes the heat off me. <laughs> um, how does paella get its name? I loved. I, I love researching this kind of stuff. It's from the pan that it's cooked in. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, okay, what does artisan mean? It means, um, I, I suppose it's a term that's trashed around a little bit for some people, but it should be small producers using local ingredients. Really. Okay, good. Um, babuti, I'm only joking, Baboti. Baboti. Is it Baboti or Baboti? I don't know. Baboti. I think it's babuti. I don't know. Babuti is the national dish of which country? Any South African um, listeners, you can tell us the uh, the correct pronunciation of that word. The answer is South Africa. That's right. Which food considered a delicacy today was once a working class food? This was kind of shocking to me as well. Yeah. Oysters and lobsters. Mm -hmm. Isn't that mad? It is mad. But then I was just thinking... In abundance. When I was in Cuba... Cuba. Cuba. They had uh, lobster everywhere, but it was so overcooked you could bounce it off a wall. <laughs> but yeah, it I, was I don't everywhere. be cooking it that often now, do you know? <laughs> no. I'm not really a whole... Uh, I know that's giving Cuba, Cuba a bad rap, but um, yeah, no, it was it was widespread there. Okay, so next kind of quiz. Last one. Okay. What are churros traditionally served with? Churros are... Churros. Churros are traditionally served with chocolate. 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 <laughs> Chocolate. Yep. And uh, lovely. Rapid fire round, Antonia. Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to give you a dish. I want you to, as quickly as you can, tell me what you would recommend wine-wise with it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Mushroom risotto. Amontillado. 
You can't say <laughs> sherry for everything. I swear to God, if you say sherry for more than one, that's it. Okay. A roast pork with applesauce. Um, I would probably go like a nice godello. Okay. A quiche. What kind of quiche? Ah, just a simple quiche. Lorraine, quiche Lorraine with ham and cheese. Um, I'd probably go, again, something earthy, um, something minerally. What would I do? Maybe like a... Hmm. You could go more robust too. Maybe like um, Gruner Valdener. Lovely. I, I wouldn't go something too heavy with that, yeah. I think, because, you know, if it's a nice kind of rich cheese with it. Be mm-hmm. nice. Okay. Uh, a slow cooked Moroccan lamb tagine. Um, so lamb tagine. Okay. I would go a nice, like, northern roan Syrah. Lovely. Really like that. Yeah. I have also had. Like a Croix Hermitage or Saint Joseph or yeah. Cornas. Yeah. yeah. If you, the moolah to, to be doing that. All right. Yeah. Um, I actually have had, I mentioned this one, I think, um, the Gentile by oh, Trimbach. Yeah. So it's actually a white, mm-hmm. but it has the body with all the blended grapes to live up to all the spices, even though it's a red, uh, red meat. It's mm-hmm. a, a stew. That's what I would say. Okay. Uh, I turn the one tables more, on you. One more. Okay. Um, a dirty fry up. Dirty <laughs> fry That's a good one. Um, <laughs> it's kind of I a know. joke. It's well, kind of a joke. No, I know. But a I, cup of tea. I just was thinking back to the last time I had uh, a dirty fry up sort of during the day yeah and I had a friend I hadn't seen um, come over for a long time and like he had been out the um, the night before whatnot so he was in need of some you know of a salty brunch type thing um but I I had a I happened to have, I just decided I was going to open a bottle of champagne oh yeah baby yeah, love I know. It. and it was fab it was love just it. yeah because all that fattiness in the yeah. in the fry up and you know just those lovely crisp bubbles and yeah, that you know those toasty notes. It just seemed to just work really but well. But that's actually that was a joke. I put that in yeah. as a joke. But actually, when I think about it, Sundays in my auntie and uncle's house when they have had a, a session the night before, you literally go around on the Sunday for your super value sausies and uh, the works. Yeah, and they always open cava. Cava, always. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's so a good one. nice bubbles. Okay, so for you, pair me. Okay, so now tell tell me the truth. Have you thought about this in advance? Oh, sorry. No, I just, no, no I let, okay. no, I haven't. So, uh, a beef burger. Corbier. Oh, yeah. Sushi. Skip, I don't really eat sushi. Sushi now is your typical umami that we yeah, were talking about earlier. so I would have bubbles, you see. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't really eat sushi. Mm-hmm. So okay. what do you do? So what would you have? I'm not, no, I'm not a huge sushi person. Um... I probably would go bubbles, but in saying that, umami foods like raw seafood has the effect of making a wine uh, taste or feel more bitter or astringent mm. or thinner. So I do think you could, you could do with something a bit a bit bigger, more robust. Yeah, a bit more robust. Even though it's raw fish, like it's yeah, I know. So that's not something that I've had had. Property, yeah, but the people honest. I know, who, who, like there's one person I know in particular who loves her sushi and she always goes for like a rosé oh, bubbles. Yeah. No, rose that's actually, that's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. Actually, the Graham Beck um, rosé. I mm-hmm. love that. That could be really nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could probably even go a little bit sweet with that as well. Do you know, like mm-hmm. a, an off dry one. Okay, go on. Two okay. More, two more. Um, 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 Thai green curry with prawns. An off dry Riesling. 
Yeah. Okay. Thought you were going to say your beloved Viognier. No. <laughs> um, and last but not least, fried fish and chips. Bubbles, champagne, crema. We're really all about the bubbles in I this know, one. I know, I didn't mean to be. It's yeah. just the way it is. Um, but okay. again, if anyone is on our email list, uh, we have a cool download with everyday meals and our preferred pairings. Wine recommendation, Linda? So my recommendation this week is actually one that is a, a wine that you can bring to like a dinner party have in your house that is really easy to drink. It's called Il Toro, I-L-T-A-U-R-O, Salice Salentino. It is Negro Amaro based, so it is an Italian wine and it's just very easy to very quaffable, very easy and smooth. There is a, it's actually a reserva, so there is some oak in it, and um, it's got kind of bramble fruit. It's got some mocha. It's got some touch of sweetness as well. It's just kind of hotter, hotter there, and it's just so deliciously smooth and elegant and velvety, and um, absolutely bangs above its weight in terms of uh, the price point which is 11 euro Wow I know and you can get it in Duns and would you believe Apple Green Garages and some Eurospars as well um, and I have put that in a few places in a blind tasting and people have said around the 15-16 euro oh, mark. That's so really good yeah. I love it Salice Salentino is the area Il Toro is the wine Reserva. Great Wonderful What about you? So I'm going with something a bit different this time. Um, I'm going with Sherry? vermouth. <laughs> well, we're in possibly in Jerry country. No, vermouth. Um, I want to give it a, sh- a shout out because I think it's um, really underrated, but really up and coming drink. Mm-hmm. Um, it's brilliant aperitif. Yeah. Um, it's it's so it basically what vermouth is. It's an aromatized fortified wine like Dubonnet. Yeah. Is that a vermouth? Yeah. Martini is a vermouth, but I don't want to confuse people because okay, you can sorry. have white vermouths and red vermouths. Anyway, vermouth is basically an aromatised fortified wine. It can be made um, from, um, you know, an ordinary red wine um, that's fortified and then botanicals are added. Or in my case, I love the sherry based vermouth. Surprise, no surprise. So um, one of the say, one of the ones I tried recently is the Fernando de Castilla vermouth. Um, it's about 25 euro. Uh, it's a sherry based um, drink with that's been fortified to about 17% alcohol. And then, you know, each winery has their own way of of you know treating it but this one has 27 botanicals added to it wow. so it's really aromatic it's got gorgeous citric herbal sweet nutty nuances to it um as i said it's sweet but with a slightly bitter finish to it yeah. and it's very smooth and i always like to serve it with on the rocks with a twist of orange um and it's just brilliant with salty foods like serve it with your salty olives and salty nuts and again you could even have this with cheese or ham just like your little your little aperitifs, like your little openers or a few tapas. It's really, and it's gorgeous autumnal. Again, talking about autumn mm-hmm. and winter. It's just really warming, even though it's served on the rocks. And I know people use vermouths in Negronis, but on, on its own, a good vermouth can be a brilliant drink. Imported by Tyndall. You can find it in Searson's, Celtic Whiskey Shop, Donnybrook Fair, and I think a multitude of others. Um, but there's there's other great vermouths out there. Ataman from Bodegas Barbadillo. There's La Cuesta. Martinez La Cuesta is another Rioja-based, red wine-based vermouth. Um, there's 
vermouths everywhere, I think definitely give it a try. And can I just say, I had one, I did it private tasting for a group and we uh, we had a Valentian Island vermouth. That's right. Uh, yeah. From Ireland. I, t- that I tasted gorgeous. that. But is that honeyed or yeah, something like and that? It, and yeah. again, I served it with a slice of orange on the rocks and it was stunning. And yeah. again, it split the room. But it's mm. something different to try. Something exactly. to try. Yeah. yeah great Excellent. stuff. Okay. Until Thanks next week. Bye for now. Cheers. You have been listening to Wine, the Long and the Short of It with me, Antonia Dominguez. And me, Linda Coogan, in proud partnership with Give Wine a Future. <laughs>